and welcome to probably our final E3 wrap-up show. Uh, it's fans of the genre. I'm Rhodes Clark. I'm joined by Mikey Krieger. That's me. Brian couldn't make it. Uh, to, couldn't join us tonight. He's busy being an RA for um, his friends. So we'll uh, we'll check back with him next week. Um, but uh, we last left you with thoughts on Microsoft, and since then. There has been four press conferences, so we're going to try to keep this kind of short and talk about our, our favorite moments or our least favorite moments from all of these press conferences. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so Bethesda was, was last night. Yeah. And that, if you are in, man, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, like some someone I I didn't. This wasn't an original thought. I saw someone else say it. Yeah. But like, like we're on the West Coast, thankfully. Right. Yeah. If I were on the on the East Coast and I stayed up until midnight waiting for that, and then yeah. Like got like that forty five minutes of very lackluster reveals. I would have been very upset. Yeah, uh, even nine p.m. was a little late on a Sunday. Oh no! Frankly, I, like I was so tired. Like I saw that. Like I only yeah. saw that Devolver was doing something afterwards. Like once uh, Bethesda yeah. was over, and I was like, "Man, I I'm so worn out from this right now." Yeah, um, and I actually I wish I would have stayed up to watch that live because that was that I, was amazing. Um. Yeah, I love what Devolver does. They always like take the like kind of tired structure of E3 and yeah. kind of it's good turn satire. It on its head. Yeah, um, um, this sort of feels like an off year for Bethesda, right? Like, yeah, no, it, in it, terms it, of everything they announced, it felt really safe, quick, and kind of boring. Um, um, yeah, I, I think more than anything, like they just don't have too much going on right now, and, mm-hmm. and even the stuff they do is like Dishonored's getting a like big DLC that's. Like it's not just like oh here's another map it's like it's a new character it's a new story it's probably a standalone thing too yeah it, cool. it didn't I don't think it said Dishonored two um, right I forgot to put in I think Death of the over over uh, God what's his name yeah overseer yeah the, whatever the like the magic the guy that grants the powers yeah. to everyone um, but the death of him apparently and it's I mean that like, sounds really cool the story of, of Dishonored games is actually I, I think like pretty well done and ha- like well handled. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're into that sort of shit, like, I mean, cool. Uh, Dishonored, I think someone on Giant Bomb said it last night, and it kind of echoed my thoughts. Like, Dishonored is one of those games that I wish I could play really well, yeah. Um, but I never will. And um, like, maybe I'll pick up Dishonored two on on like on a big sale or something. Yeah, because Dishonored two, like, it's like, oh, you can go through and like murder everyone, or you could play yeah. it like without killing anyone. And then it's like, okay, well, literally every other game is like killing everyone so you want to try to mm-hmm. play dishonored by like going on a uh, stealthy non-lethal playthrough it's a lot <clears> harder though yeah and, it, and it's really hard and so then like there's some kind of just a weird obligation to play that game that way yeah because that you know it's not like it's like oh like you can kill everyone and that's fresh and new and then you can not kill anybody and that's fresh and new it's like yeah so yeah it creates this weird like combating like mentalities of trying to approach the game and it yeah makes it kind of yeah it, it's not this inaccessible because they're really good games and they play well and they're pretty mm-hmm. and it's just yeah it's really hard to commit to agreed um by and large though like this sort of feels like with bethesda and a little later uh sony kind of being like yeah okay we said we were going to make all these vr experiences mm-hmm. so like here they are we're not going to comment on them and just trying to get them out the door um not a lot of fanfare. They announced like a f- like full Fallout Four in VR. Uh, yeah. They announced a Doom um, VR experience, which is like a separate 
thing from the Doom 2016 campaign. Um, but it was also sort of lackluster. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It, so this was... Um, they didn't really have a lot to show this year. Like last year, they had a big mm. showing. They had Dishonored 2. They had Doom. Fallout they had 4? Uh, yes. No, that was two years ago. No, it was, it was the Fallout 4 mods. Oh, that's right. Is what they had um, for console. And so like they had a lot of really cool stuff. And so... Like right now, they just don't have, and like they had Prey last year. Like they don't have yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Like that just came out, and so it's them. Like they need to have a conference because they're, they're they want to be like they're trying to put out the image that they're like this top tier mm-hmm. uh, publisher in the game. Um, and if they take a year off, then like that's really bad for that image that they totally. Have. Yeah. So like they needed to be there this year, even though if they didn't have a lot to show. Like I th- they compensated for it by having this really cool theme around it, this Bethesda land, which is like right. It was like Disneyland sort of theme. Yeah, this this is a cute little old school Disneyland aesthetic that they kind of yeah. ran through, but like, and like it, it was. And the, the other thing is that it was just one long video. It wasn't even a press conference. Yeah, like they um, had someone out on stage twice, and it was just Pete Hines. Yeah, to, to open and close, and yeah. yeah, like they rented out a theater to have people sit and watch this event. They could have a video. <laughs> yeah, this long video yeah. that they could have watched at home, and like. Yeah, I also would have been pissed if I were there. Yeah. Um, but but after, okay, they announced Evil Within 2, more details on Quake Champions, more on that Elder Scrolls card game, some more Elder Scrolls Online shit. Yeah. But they, they ended it on yes. uh, Wolfenstein 2 New Colossus with and, this amazing trailer that had like full motion video of like if entertainment and pop culture had carried on in America yeah, like after the, the this, Nazis won World War Two. This really so great lassie with the... Uh, um, like the giant like mech dogs. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, mech yeah. wolves or whatever. And it's like, oh my God, this was amazing. And then like it just like rescues the people and then immediately like destroys the car and blows everything up. And it, it was super cute, super cool. And then the trailer was fucking phenomenal. Like Right. So like, that that all that stuff like cut into this like deformed monkey cat thing watching television yeah. and swooping through channels. And then the the trailer itself for the game was like a mix of story stuff and gameplay that was cut in really weird like kind of jarring ways mm-hmm. and then ended with like probably one of the funnier sequences in games yeah uh, with the, in sh- showing like a, a pregnant black lady stabbing the shit out of a nazi while the other dudes tripping balls on acid and sees like some real life cartoon characters popping up yeah um <laughs> pretty cool stuff yeah the like, game is really special going into that conference like everyone was kind of expecting a new wolfenstein and i was like yeah okay like i and i loved um oh me too like new order old blood yeah and i, and I was just kind of like yeah okay and even when it was starting i was like this isn't enough to save the conference and really it wasn't enough to save the conference but it's in still, that moment though it felt really good to be watching no it, it's like probably badass. top three or four games of yeah. three for me right now totally um but so yeah bethesda overall was kind of weak dishonored stuff looks really cool i'm just not hooked into that series and then wolfenstein 2 like looks like it, it's the first person shooter i'm most excited for right now yeah i could say comfortably totally yeah and uh you know um again we're full of unoriginal thoughts but i i think i was hearing someone saying that like yeah this sort of looks like machine games is the developer proved themselves to bethesda and now they're like okay do whatever you got to do like make the game you want yeah so things are a little bit wackier things are a little bit crazier I really like how they're leaning into the like um, creative ways to kill Nazis thing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in light of uh, recent events just in the world. Yeah, no, and, um, and people were calling Oh, yeah, that. they angered some right-wing Yeah, they were like, like, oh, this SJW game has you killing Nazis. Like, Wolfenstein is like a tent, like a, is a yeah. mainstay in gaming. 
and yeah, it's built and it's, around killing Nazis. Like that's the yeah, game. That is the verb of Wolfenstein is kill yeah. Nazis. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that, off. That, that, was, <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, um, let's okay. let's move on to the PC gaming. Um, I did not watch this because I was at work. Yeah. Um, I was so at work. Wanna... And I just didn't care. Totally. I think I was in a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, gosh, it, it was really cool. Um, so they opened with like, and I I don't have the right to claim XCOM cred. Like I've only recently gotten into those games, but like yeah. the idea of them is so cool to me. Like and specifically XCOM, I don't have a lot of attachment to the series. But right. um, XCOM 2 War of the Chosen is the new, um, not even DLC, like they're calling it an expansion. Right. Um, They'll probably do the same thing they did with uh, Enemy Within and Enemy Unknown, where Enemy Within was the expansion that you could buy separately. Yeah. Um, I don't think you'll need uh, the base game to play this. Yeah. Um, and also I saw that XCOM 2 is like 24 bucks on Steam right now, and I was like, ooh. It's good. It's yeah, I might pick that. Um, but yeah, so there's um, three, like, three and like alien champions one's a like stealthy one's a sniper and one is um a warlock and it was really great like he's going into like trying to explain like the hunter and the um the assassin like like explaining all these things about him it's like and then we have a warlock which is a warlock and was that jake solomon yeah and it was it was such a genuine like really cool moment and Mm -hmm. like it may have been like a flub or something, but it was just one of those like really endearing, honest moments of, uh, yeah. Which honestly, the PC gaming show was actually like a lot of that. Like, um, I forget the name of the guy, like player nine or something. Oh, the guy that you and day nine. Yeah. It's, something? it's, I think it's day nine, but, um, like he was the host of it. He was really cool, like really endearing. Um, and yeah, they showed a lot of cool things like Ooblets, which is really cool. Um, it's just really cute, charming indie game where it's like, looks like it's part it's like Harvest Moon, maybe a little bit mm-hmm. of Pokemon, maybe a little bit of Animal Crossing. Like it's like that. And then uh, Mineko's Night Market that's coming out next year. Like, yeah. like they're two super cute games. That I'm not entirely sure what exactly I'm doing in them, but I really want them. And if right. uh, Nintendo announces Animal Crossing like tomorrow, then I'm just going to have so many fucking adorable games to play. And I'm really excited about that. Absolutely. Um, so, um, I, what I really like about PC gaming so far, we're not done talking about it quite yet, but like, it's cool that games like Ooblets and XCOM get to be the stars of a show. Yeah. Right? Because well, like, you, you sort of get the sense that XCOM has kind of caught on since its reboot in 2012, but yeah. like, it's not the a quote unquote system seller. No, no. But it must be popular enough to sustain and maybe, maybe um, for Axis just makes enough money off of a sieve that they can like fund this sort of game. Yeah. Well, but, like it, it, I, the response I, for it was so huge cool. at the thing. Yeah. Like they're like, all right, let's bring it out. And like, yeah. the world, like XCOM two and everyone's like, fuck yeah. Like, oh my God. Well, also Jake Solomon is one of the most endearing developers ever. He's yeah. such a geek, but he's like also kind of a jock. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I love him. But yeah. And then they cut into Battletech, which is a like very serious, dense mech game. And yeah. Uh, Mountain Blade two, which is a game I really don't care about, but it's a, like another apparently like, very popular yeah, yeah very very popular like sim of like medieval horses and um mm-hmm. like uh mounted combat um then like total warhammer like some hearthstone lookalikes um and then then they kind of were pimping out destiny 2 and how that looks and this kind of gets into where um i think like later on we'll bring it to sony but like pc gaming had a lot of multi-platform stuff on there Totally. Um, like XCOM 2 is going to end up being on other systems, even though PC is its home. Like Destiny 2 was there. Um, well, XCOM 2 is already on 
console, but did they say anything about War of the Chosen coming to console? Y- yes, it's coming to um, PS4 and Xbox One also. Okay, same time? Um, yeah. Oh, great. Um, and so, yeah, but like Destiny 2 is also going to be on Xbox PS4, and PS4. Yeah. For, they brought on Forza Motorsport again. Um, oh. They brought out Clay's RPG, which I think is also coming to consoles. Uh, Lawbreakers, Rift. Cliffy B's new game is also on consoles, but it was at the PC thing. Yeah. Like, uh, and Middle Earth Shadow of War, like, if Sony had that, like, Especially the, yeah. the dope ass trailer that they had for it. Um right, right. at the PC thing, if they had that for Sony. And I guess it was at was it at Microsoft or was it at EA? Middle Earth? Yeah. Um, I don't think that's is that an EA game? That's uh, Warner uh, Brothers. So yeah, it would have so, been at Microsoft. But yeah, but like there's a lot of these games that were like multi platform. Um yeah. and like they weren't at Sony. Yeah. But um Which is really weird. But yeah. that's yeah. So was this just like announcement after announcement, or did they no. sort of talk about like PC gaming as a platform in like kind of its strides and well, the, its current challenges or whatever? They honestly really didn't need to. Like, it, it was the first yeah. time that P, like I'd seen PC gaming like really represented in a um, like in the same way that we would see other platforms. And like they didn't try to speak to a console audience about PC gaming. They That's spoke cool. about PC gaming in a very accessible way for people who maybe aren't super into it. Yeah, um, which was really cool and it's really endearing and like as somebody who just got a gaming pc like it's like oh cool like this is the side of the community i feel like people who don't play pc games like they don't see enough of um because it was actually like really nice and really endearing and like they kept talking about like specs in a way that's way over my head mm-hmm. um like talking about like graphics cards and stuff yeah. and, like so there was a lot of jargon that um to the uninitiated was a little intimidating but Sure. Um, but yeah, but um, some other highlights. Uh, Tunic. Yeah. Secret Tunic, Legends, I think, was the name. Tunic of was a game called Secret Legend that we saw at PAX 2016. Yeah. And uh, I signed up for their mailing list. I don't normally do that for anything. Yes. Um, but I wanted to know more about this game. Yeah, it's, and, it's a really cute, like, 2D Zelda-like um, yeah. adventure game. Like, it's got a really cool, not minimalist like a, aesthetic. No, but it's, like, kind of hazy, right? Like, there's a lot of, yeah. like... And it's that cute blocky look. Yeah, sort of like we were talking about that other game. What's um, Alpha Bear? Was that the mobile game that this looks oh, a yeah. lot like? Kind of, yeah, but it's like if Alpha Bear was 3D. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I think it looks uh, super cool. It's got that isometric yeah. adventure game style. Uh, kind of like a mix, yeah, like you're saying Alpha Bear, but also kind of reminds me of the like muted tones of Monument Valley. Totally. Um, yeah, yeah. N- not as like intense in its aesthetic. It's definitely right. a lot more subtle and mm-hmm. um, just. Not that uh, Monument Valley isn't like aesthetically pleasing, but it's just very soft and very easy to look at. Right. So we'll see if that actually turns out into something that's like fun to play. But for right now, yeah, it looks the, cool. And I, I the vertical slice it. was cool, but I've been burned by those before. Totally. Um, um, Plunk and then Bat. Player Unknown came out to talk about more Plunk Bat. Yeah. So they added features. Um, they added you can now vault and jump over walls, which was something you couldn't do and was very frustrating before. Where it's like, what a feature. Yeah, right. Uh, it was like there'd be like this one hook, like like two foot like concrete wall that you'd see, and you'd try to like run and jump over it, and it just wouldn't. Like it's a very early access game, like, mm-hmm. and and the animations were actually like really slick, like in a way that I have not seen uh, from that game. Look. Yeah, yeah. Like it'd be cool once that game finally gets polished, because like it does seem mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, it's part of its appeal, honestly. How like kind of janky it is. Yeah, how but... rudimentary everything is. But there's some quality of life shit that I'm sure will make that game really oh, shine. Yeah, no, yeah. they um, and they added they're adding a lot of weather features. So there's going to be like rain and snow and fog, um, yeah. which I'm excited about the fog because like the biggest 
gripe I have is like running across the field, like you can't see anything or anybody and just you're picked off. Did you watch that one awful squad where like they're playing with Charlie Hall and I can't remember who he was talking to, but uh, he was like, so you think you're safe in that grass right now? But yeah. um, like from a distance, the grass doesn't even load for some players. Yeah. Or, so, or like, if you turn just... down the settings, like it just doesn't render at all. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully fog can kind of like mitigate some of that stuff. Yeah. I'm um, reading snipe across the field or, or something like that. And, and that that's part of the appeal of it coming to Xbox is that like there's going to be consistency in how it runs and how totally. it looks. So like mm-hmm. it's not going to be like, oh, I had this grand gaming PC, which like I, I heard somebody say that today. And it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that that was one of the main reasons why I don't like PC gaming is that like there's no parity and no guarantee. Of, yeah, it's like um, kind of fragmented. Yeah, which, you know, it's I, fine for single player stuff. But for when you're playing multiplayer, you need it. It'd be nice if things were more yeah. consistent and, across and the board. I feel like the response to that from that community would just be like, oh, then you need to spend more money on it. And it's like, that's... Or just get an Xbox One. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or, or could spend less money on it. Um, right. So a thing that we didn't highlight that I want to touch real quick is this game called Wargroove. Um, it looks just like Advance Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe a little more Frontier-like and a little, maybe a little more fantasy. Not quite like yeah. Fire Emblem fantasy, but... Uh, Looks like Advanced Wars. It has uh, a map maker, and it was super dope. It's called Wargroove. Um, check cool. that out. I will check um, that out. And then Age of Empires is getting a remaster. Um, I highlighted this because this was probably. It's, I mean, I've been so playing bonkers. games. Yeah, I've been playing games my entire life, but like, I remember asking my mom to use her shitty ass laptop because it was the only PC we had. Yeah. Um, to play Age of Empires, so I have fond memories yeah. of this game. It's like I the, doubt I'll pick this up. Yeah, but, it's like the 20th anniversary. They redid all of the assets. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and they're like saying like, oh yeah, there's different zoom levels now because apparently it had just a fixed. Yeah, I guess. A camera uh, angle. And it's like, that yeah, game like, had really good cheats. You could like, <laughs> you could like get Titans to spawn. Yeah. Like, oh no, that was, I'm thinking of Age of Mythology. Never mind. I never see, played this see, one. And I was talking later <laughs> about that. I was like, yeah, I never played Empires, but I definitely played Age of Mythology. Yeah, um, well, never mind. Uh, yeah, unhighlighting. But and, and that was really cool because that was their like, like typical like press conference. Uh, like and one more thing, our, our showstopper. Like yes, yeah. like it, it was cool. Um, and like yeah, I played a little bit. I didn't know just enough to be like excited about it. But yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna pick it up. Um, and now we get into what might be the best yes. show so far. So far, I would say yes like, because and for a couple reasons, they had tons of showstoppers. Yes. which we'll get to a lot of bangers a lot of surprises yeah and then also like genuine enthusiasm for the craft like yes like um you tweeted about this yeah you're like funny how they removed the best part of ubisoft press conferences which was aisha tyler who is great legitimately yeah. and was like a beacon of life in those things yeah the same and grace. it's yeah and this ends up being their strongest press conference maybe ever yeah um, um and it wasn't because they got rid of her that it was good like, no it definitely helped that it was more streamlined and it, there wasn't a lot of like, all right, we're going to break to talk for 10 minutes, but right. they needed but like, they needed to do that because the best thing that they had was Aisha Tyler. So right. m- maybe like it adjusted the way that they thought about it. And so totally. that, like it was just streamlined and it was games. And, like there were like developers out there talking, but it was like just developers kind of out there talking to you. And, they, and like where I was complaining about EA where they kept getting, um, they kept getting like the execs to come out and talk right. about it. Like they got the developers, um, and like in this case, they had like they had the execs, but Eve Gamont is like someone who actually loves games. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, like not quite on the level like Satoru Iwata, but like close. Right. Like right. Like that dude loves games. He's been around them for a while. Like 
he appreciates the craft of games. Right. Like where like the EA guys like like this dude's trying to make his fucking paycheck. Right. And with every game that they announced, uh, or at least had stage like conversation about, um, yeah. they brought on a developer and someone who seemed to really care about their work. Yeah, like so. The, the only thing, like, the only thing I really didn't care about, like, I cared about everything that wasn't South Park. Honestly, like, and, totally, and, and the crew too. Yeah, I didn't really care for the crew too, but that's Just but I preference. The, yeah. And steep, I guess, and, well, J- and just dance, but no, I know just dance I, I, actually I had actually good. Like, was like okay, like this is cool, like yeah, like, like awesome for these people because I know people love steep, and they're yeah. like they're continuing to support that game, like again, like as a service, like it's like oh hey, we're just putting out this more stuff for steep in a right. couple months, like oh shit, that's cool, and the just dance thing was actually brief for once, yeah, um, and they yeah. put off put out, or like playing K-pop and stuff, and I was like, oh shit, like it's going down right now. Right. And, then, and then it was gone, and then that was it. Like it didn't yeah. overstate its welcome. They didn't bring out Usher or anything. Right. No, it's a good point. Let's yeah. start with the. Uh, what, what might be the, the, the game actual of the game of show? Yeah. <laughs> which um, was like crazy. They had Eve's Gumont got out out there be, talking about like how for for a long time now, which I don't know if I necessarily believe this. They've wanted to know what the Rabbids world would look like in the world of Mario, <laughs> and. They brought out uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, who had a gun on his wrist uh, in the shape of a bullet bill, and they decided like a little stage banter thing where they're talking about Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. And and they uh, had like a little cute moment where like Shigeru yeah. Miyamoto um, through through Bill Trent was like, "Yeah, like I met you like 25 years ago, and like you know we've had a good relationship, and like it's really awesome that we're actually getting to work on something like on this level." Because and, we we've also had to be like competitors in some yeah. sense yeah yeah absolutely um but yeah it was really cute they got their cute buddy cop picture taken with their guns mm-hmm. um and then they should like so did we talk about the art for mario plus rabbits that came out a few weeks ago on the show uh, maybe it, it, and we might have just been like talking about it in our group chat but we were yeah very grossed out not into it right um, right and now because like I've never cared about the rabbits, they look weird, um, and they they're like look... the cool person's minions, though. Like they're tolerable. To yeah. Me, anyway. Yeah, they're not like, um, like orally, um, and like annoying. Right. They're just a little unpleasant to look at, and I think. Yeah. And just seeing them in this world, and like seeing the Mario characters react to them the same way that like a normal human being does. Right. They're like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> and why are you dressed up like my girlfriend Peach? uh it's bizarre it's, yeah it, it was it's really bizarre but um and like and was, i was so worried because they started showing the gameplay and it was just like rabbits dressed up as mario players were, or uh characters just wandering around a world walking in like, a straight line for like 45 seconds yeah. and like and with, it was with, like with the little like roomba in front of them like guiding right them. and i was like and like honestly it was kind of cool to see that because you got to see how the rabbits world and the um mario world collided yeah. There were a lot and, of really cool characters, like a big like flower or something with like sunglasses. I was like, yeah, yeah that, that guy looks cool. There's something specific about the way the animation styles melded, though, because like Mario is very fluid and kind of bouncy, and you can see all the I don't know. It's 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 very like unique to that uh, to those games. Yeah, but and, then the and they said the rabbits the games even, is more like well, and they even said like this is the first time Mario's being made by a European developer. So like, it's got like a really cool twist to it. And like, mm-hmm. it's hard to pin what that was, but you definitely felt it like, right. Like Mario, like it's not just like that the rabbit stuff's in here, but like Mario hasn't been depicted this way. 
Yeah. And like it was just a very like Mario's always like pretty much always pleasant to look at, but it was like such a like Yeah. It was so refreshing and pretty and it's like a combination of the like the the sort of style that they established on the Wii U for Mario games. Yeah. Um but then I was gonna say like they mixed in the Rabbids animation, which is like it's like really static and fast. Mm-hmm. And you actually looks like it's like missing frames in between um yeah. uh, animation. So it's like a really cool melding of worlds and it's actually got a unique look. But that's all beside the point because the game is actually It's XCOM. fucking Mario XCOM. Yeah. Like it's like a turn based strategy game whatever those games are called. I don't know. Uh yeah, s- strategy like action RPGs, turn based yeah. whatever. So like, like you, you enter a, a battle and you're in a little map and you have like a pointer that you tell your character to go and it's got half cover and full cover if you're behind an object and then you can do some jumping and you can shoot and it's like yeah, probably you, pretty you rudimentary can, but it's like you can throw your characters across the map to like yeah. extend movement like there's like dashing in the same way of XCOM and like but with like Mario abilities and and also yeah Mario just has a fucking gun yeah <laughs> and, I, and I love how like they're not like making a bigger deal about that Mm-mm. there's like oh yeah Mario's here and like he's got a shoot these bad rabbits like right the, the, the enemies are apparently just rabbits that are bad for some reason like that's kind of the way that they said it like yeah and i'm sure yeah, that they're cares? just trying not to spoil like why they're bad but they're just kind of like there's some bad rabbits for a reason go shoot them yeah all right i am totally well, here for that um we could probably go on and on and on about that yeah. but i will say that that is probably the like one of the first games that's been announced for the switch that's made me like hmm like maybe it, i need to buy this thing which is totally weird to make a rabbits game and probably like the most surprising thing from like yeah ETH, like not only in just like the surprise of the quality but like that this game exists like next like yeah i i assume this was gonna be like just a very generic like action game because mm-hmm. they were calling it an rpg and i was like okay maybe it's like turn-based or something like that's the most like out there i would have ever expected this game to be yeah um but yeah, I'm I'm super about that. Like I would like to see more of that. And like and how deep it gets cuz like and it, what I saw a lot of people saying is that like man, I love XCOM but just like it's so stressful. It's so yeah. like dense in like the strategy and like and from what I've played it's actually like pretty accessible and like has a learning curve. I think so too. And and what you run into with XCOM more than like it being mechanically difficult is that sometimes you just roll a bad number. It's like yeah. it actually does come down to luck. So no, I, hopefully they try to like balance that with this to make it like way more accessible and just something that sort of feels fun. I don't know. Yeah, like just every once in a while, like I'll have like a match where I don't lose anybody, don't even get hit, and like the next level that yeah. isn't much harder. Like I lose my entire squad. Abs- yep, that, that's uh, welcome to XCOM. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on. They they talked about the crew too, which has new vehicles, and uh, they. Doctor Strange, uh, they America. Didn't, they didn't announce a brand new car, like X, mm. like uh, Xbox did. So, so zero out of ten. Um, um, they brought Assassin's- on a really cool developer for Assassin's Creed. Uh, again, just yeah. a very authentic man to talk about his craft. Yeah, like how and, excited uh, he is. Oh, and like for the Mario Rabbits, that's where we saw the first person cry. Where like Eve Guillermo or, or uh, Guimont, I always want to say. Guillermo, oh yeah. Um, like called him out. And he's like. This guy was so excited. Like, th- oh, this, yeah. this is the guy making this game. He's so excited to work. And, like, he, he, he sat, like, sat there and kind of, like, hit his face in his hands. And then he kind of stood up and bowed to Shigeru Miyamoto. And, like, yeah. he was, like, about to, like, start bawling. And I was just like, oh, my. Like, 
this it's dude, just like this big kind of burly bearded soft guy yeah like he's a european developer and like you know like if you're a game developer i'm sure like 99.999% of them would be like, let me fucking work with Shigeru Miyamoto. Yep. That is my life's dream. And so like yep. for him to do that and then like the CEO of one of the biggest gaming companies on the planet like calling him out was like, like, like this guy's so excited to work for you. Like, like yeah. this is awesome. And like just, he was like, got like that made, mm-hmm. I'm sure like not, I'm sure he got married and has kids and stuff and that like made his life. But like professionally, like it's such a genuine moment. Yeah. And it, like that absolutely. was the first part where I was just like, oh my God, it's so cool. Um, so yeah, I, I have to say like what they're showing of Assassin's Creed is not doing anything for me. And I don't know if they're trying to highlight um, just like the new stuff in it, but it, it does not seem very exciting. There's a lot of like using your eagle as a drone to spot enemies mm-hmm. and marking their levels so you know to avoid them because like there's this new component where the enemies are tougher than you um, in almost every case or not every case, but like um, as opposed to earlier games where like you're kind of on an even playing field with everybody. Yeah. So I, I did miss most of this cause I wasn't working. Yeah. I had to do something at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm super into Assassin's Creed, like, like them adding yeah. RPG mechanics and adding like weapons with stats and like, yeah, them like making it a little bit deeper. Cause like, and I was actually just texting my friend, um, kind of bitching about just everything that's going on right now and with a uh, like post Sony. Um, right. And I was like, and we're just talking about like what we're excited for and like just E3 as a whole. And, and like, he was like, yeah, I actually really like that. Assassin's Creed was kind of like easy and simple and like accessible and didn't have like all these systems. And I, I'm just like, Oh man, like that, that that's what I'm missing from Assassin's Creed is these systems and these RPG mechanics and this like deeper layer, especially since I doubt there's going to be like, ship combat like there was in four mm-hmm. um like luckily there's something that will uh satiate that need but um if assassin's creed's gonna be landlocked like i need more than what we've gotten from assassin's creed like totally. the past few times so i, I we'll it, see i think it's their their year off as is gonna pay off yeah uh they had some weird vr thing from elijah wood and his company called specter vision yeah. which is specializes in horror stuff Kind of a bizarre thing. It, not really a lot to say. Yeah, I, I came back like halfway through that, and I was like, "Wait, what the fuck is this like yeah. creepy ass Elijah Wood thing?" And then, mm-hmm. and like next thing I knew, it was over at that point. And I was like, "Oh, right, okay, we're moving on." Um, they took the like tech and fish, fish, fish combat, uh, <laughs> ship combat from Black Flag, uh, yeah. Assassin's Creed Four, and basically made a new franchise out of it called Skull and Bones. Yeah, like, like a five, cool. five person PvP. Sh- like pirate ship combat game sounds kind of cool like uh, if, if that is like a 20 30 dollar game i will play the fuck out of it like i'm sh- yeah i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of features announced for it and like um that will justify a 60 dollar purchase but like it's next fall so fall 2018 um, yeah and like as, as it is right now it's like that looks really cool i don't know if i want to buy a game that's just that so, yeah but we'll see um and another thing that's like am i really gonna spend 60 dollars and in this case, plus on this, uh, mm-hmm. they introduced a game called Starlink, which is like everyone's calling No Man's Skylanders because it has like the yeah. planet. <laughs> a toys to life thing. Yeah, well, so Skylanders for the toys to life thing and then No Man's Sky for the like planetary like discovery and <laughs> ship combat. And um, yeah. it's a so it is a yeah, like a spaceship combat game, an exploration game where um, it brings the toys to life model of like this. Uh, 
it's this little ship toy that you like yeah. add parts to that will in real time uh change your ship in the game so you can like throw yeah. on different cannons throw on different wings throw on a different engine like it's like modular ship design yeah or something and, and, and it's reflected in the game and it sits on like a cradle on top of the controller which is a little weird yeah people are like imagine playing this on the on the on the bus on your switch like yeah playing like it's gonna be nuts they showed it with a switch on the standard controller where mm-hmm. it'll plug into the usb port but yeah it's like and like there are ways to play it without the dock i'm sure but yeah. like that's a lot um yeah so we'll see if the toys to life thing still has life but yeah it's, it's um, still like a year and a half out so yeah uh we saw more- i gotta say far cry 5 didn't do much for me this round yeah, um, um seeing it they showed all the stuff about far cry that's like kind of known quantity yeah like i i was definitely so the opening trailer was cool like this shot of like yeah. um panning into the ch- the little gun church that's uh the criminal enterprise that you're apparently mm-hmm. gonna be going up against and um that was terrifying and then it cut to just follow fi- or you know far cry combat and it's like yeah okay but but there was a very good dog who yep. you can tell who fetched a gun people. for you and, yeah yeah he will like kill someone Fetch their gun for you and bring it back to you. And it's like, what a good boy! He's such a good boy. His name is Boomer. Thanks, Boomer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't care about South Park. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, we already talked on touched on Steep and Just Dance, but the thing that they ended this the bombshell um, of probably just E three. Seriously, yeah. For a lot of people, I haven't played it, the first one. Um, but they unveiled. They didn't announce it because it's been announced forever. But they unveiled uh, Beyond Good and Evil two. And th- um, that trailer is one of the prettiest, like, so it's one of the, like, graphics-wise, like, the fidelity of it is just off the fucking charts. It's gorgeous mm-hmm. and beautiful, but it opens to this shot of you, like, pulling up behind this giant pig man, and just mm-hmm. all of the individual hairs on his arms and his back <laughs> and, like, the disgust- disgusting folds around, like, his little Fu Manchu mustache. I'm like, this is fucking a nightmare. This is so disgusting yeah, and so fucking pretty. And a lot right. of... And there's like, a bunch of F-bombs and attitude. Yeah, so swearing cool. monkey. Yeah, like it It looked like a fucking um, like fifth element meets like Snatch or something. Totally. Like it, it was and so fucking cool. To talk, uh, to talk more about the, dev- the developers coming up on stage, Michel Ancel came out and like had tears in his eyes. He was so excited to yeah. talk about this game finally. Yeah, finally. Like the, um, so the creator of the original Beyond Good and Evil, creator of Rayman. Yeah. Like, yep. Ubisoft's like Golden Boy. Yeah, I was gonna say Shigeru Miyamoto equivalent, but yeah, that's that's not fair to Shigeru Miyamoto. No. Um, but yeah, no, he came out. It's like, and then he like brought on his entire team afterwards, and he was just like tearing up, like fucking finally, like yeah, it's like I know you guys have been wanting this game forever. Like I know, trust me, I get it. Yeah. And like, and just that it was so well received, it's like you can just see, like see the weight lifted off his shoulders, and yeah, yeah, it was really endearing, really cool. Um, now that brings the best part. The, oh, well, hold on. The best part about Ubisoft, just in general, I think, is that um, I think it was this press conference where it was like most things here will be available in 2017. Am I wrong? Um. Uh, well, well, Mario and Rabbids is this summer. Far Cry isn't. Um, they didn't give a date for South Park. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Then maybe that was Bethesda. That is Bethesda. Yeah, that My bad. Bethesda. Anyway, now um, it brings us to Sony. I was. I, Sony has a soft spot in my heart. Every year, I think yes. they do a, usually a pretty good job with their press conferences. And also the antithesis just, of Bethesda, wherein everything's coming out not in twenty in two to three years. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I wasn't like buying into the joke beforehand, but then they actually didn't have anything. Right. Sorry. Um, no, no, no. It's okay. Yeah. So they open it up with a really cool like uh, live performance by a uh, some sort of like group. There, there was a sitar, a violin, and some drums. Yeah. And it led World into a really is cool. The best way I could think to describe it. That's, yeah. That, that 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 doesn't do it justice. It was actually like really cool. Like, I don't want to say tribal music, but like that's no. kind of the feel that they're like this. Like, yeah. So initially, I thought it was Assassin's Creed because it sounded like very like Egyptian almost. Right. Um, but it yeah. definitely had like a um, like Mediterranean Sea or like yeah. Middle Eastern vibe. Um, so that's yeah. Anyway, that led into that led into a trailer for uh, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, which is their standalone uh, game featuring two um, characters from Uncharted's yeah uh, backlog of or roster of characters. Yeah, Chloe, and Nadine. I don't know who the other character is. Uh, Nadine, she's from four. Chloe was from two. Yeah. And she's made other appearances, but yeah. um, I I can't help but feel like this is like at best like Naughty Dog's B team. Like they're just yeah. they're not putting like the full weight behind their marketing for this game like they would for fucking Uncharted. Like it's an Uncharted here's, game. Here's my thing. I actually think they're putting way more marketing into this. I think Sony's putting more marketing into this than it might deserve. Um But because it's, it's not in not like the fucking Uncharted marketing or like even no. um fucking uh the Order 1886, I felt like, got, like, a more, like... True. More, like, yeah. moving, like, fuck yeah, like, this is a game I want to play. It's, I feel like they keep being like, hey, we have the Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yeah. And... Yeah, I don't know. That, I don't it know. looks cool. It looks like more Uncharted, and I have, like, I bought the season pass for Uncharted 4. Yeah. Which was going to be just, like, story DLC for 4, and then they changed it when they announced this, because it ended up being bigger than they expected. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'll get this, and I'll play it. Um, Me too. But, like, I'm not... Yeah, it, they're. I just don't need more Uncharted. I felt that way when four came out. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I love four, but like, it, it feels like they're giving it about the amount of attention that they give the Vita game. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, oh yeah, Sony Ben's making this one. Like, just, just like <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But after that, we got um, some Horizon Zero Dawn DLC called The Frozen yeah. Wilds. Um, uh, looked really cool. I only got about. It looked two like it was into Horizon, so I, yeah, I'm not like super jazzed for it, but. Right, and like all of the story beats that were hitting with this trailer were like probably dependent on having like you having played yes. through most of the game, and, and so like that's none of it landed I, for me at all. Yeah, that that's exactly how I felt. Like I got yeah. out two hours in, and then Zelda came out, and I bounced off of it pretty quick. Right, so us not being excited about this is not their fault. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I, I still need to go back to that. I plan to at some yeah. point, especially with okay. the DLC coming up. I might, but yeah. So then they spent. I think 10 minutes of their with, hour. Yeah. Which was a quick hour. I think it was like 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, 10 minutes of their 50 minutes talking about days gone, which they unveiled last year. And it is a, it, okay. Did they Aesthetically really it's, it? didn't they, wasn't it just like two long ass trailers? Yeah. Yeah. It was a long trailer last year. Yeah. So this looks exactly like the last of us, like just graphically, uh, less, less likable interesting characters. and like less clever lighting and stuff but like but um, lots of zombies just aesthetically it looks like the last of us with like maybe 10 times the amount of characters on screen yeah um so what yeah. i don't like which would be fine but what i really don't like about it is its attitude <laughs> like yeah like last he of plays us like was, a shitty biker boy yeah the last of us was like a really charming story about like 
this man and his failures and like the promise that he sees in this girl and like mm-hmm. their relationship. And this is just like this dude is a part of a biker gang that like I'm sure that they're like their gang is like why they've survived as well as they mm-hmm. have in this like mm-hmm. post apocalyptic world. Um but like he saves this guy and he's like he's like Oh, I wasn't gonna let you die. Besides, who else like knows how to use a carburetor? Like, ha, ha, ha. like just this yeah. random fucking dude. Like, everyone's clearly expendable to him. And like, I don't know how I'm gonna get grounded in this game. And just it doesn't grab me at all. Like from a gameplay, no. from an art direction yeah. perspective, like it's. I don't know. Like, it's not like a lot of people are saying I'm so over zombies. I, it's not even that. Like, this game could have totally different enemies and circumstances. And like, yeah. It's it's too bad because it looks like they're. It's pretty. It's really pretty. Yeah, it's really pretty. I don't know. I don't want to crap on it too much um, because like it could end up being good, but like the gameplay stuff they showed. Um, it's not inspiring. Not really inspiring. Yeah, uh, they had a lot of like um, up close combat with enemies, and then it was like really violent ways to finish them off and kill them. And then some uh, weird like, like uh, patchwork monster bear. Yeah, so, I mean, it's. I don't want to keep comparing it to The Last of Us, but it's easy to, um, yeah. because this looks like starting like like very similar to me. Same publisher um, being shown off in the same way. Yeah, um, probably trying to evoke the same emotions, but yeah. failing miserably. Yeah. Uh, there just isn't much yeah. emotion. The, the 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 violence in The Last of Us never felt like, to me anyway, it was really gratuitous, but like. It almost felt necessary, well, and, and ammo was like scarce, like that, which made yeah. the violence like more important and more tense. And in this game, the conceit is like we can throw hundreds of zombies at you at once, and they will all like be yeah. on screen, and it, like the game will still run smooth. And so, like you're mowing through them with like just tons and tons of ammo, and it's like, man, I was lucky to have like eight bullets in yeah. The Last of Us, and even yeah. then, like I like would try to like stealth up and like anything that I could kill without shooting it, I would. Or even yeah. just avoid it. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just too bad. And the guy, the, the main character, I, like, Joel wasn't likable, but you could um, see yourself in him. Yeah. He was very human. This guy. He was, yeah, flawed and interesting. Yeah. This guy, I don't know what he wants. He's flawed he and seems, uninteresting. Yes. Perfect. We should move on because <laughs> we're just going to crap. We could, like, yeah. shit on it all night. But um, New Monster Hunter, I'm not a fan of that series, but that no, seems cool. Like, I'm happy it, that it's for fan, like, I don't know. It's it's cool to see that series in like very high fidelity. Like it's a very pretty looking game, but like yeah. part of like what little not that that series is charming to me, but like part of like the appeal that I get and would would draw me to that series is that it's portable. This one's yeah. not. This one's on PS4. Right. And like the art style it had like and the way that a lot of Nintendo games work is that like it needs to work with less resources and so therefore it needs to have a more creative and like striking visual style as opposed to having like super high graphics. Yeah. And this game has a good style to it, but it just doesn't quite It sort of goes back to that like futuristic um Well, we were talking about the aesthetic that you were kind of tired of lately, which is like kind of nature overtaking realms or I, I don't know. It just it's like another open world plane. Yeah, it's like plane like in the PL uh, it reminds me of Ark almost a little bit. Yeah. And like, whatever. It, it's, it looks neat. I'm happy for like people who are super into Monster Hunter, but it's like, you know. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's kind of like Fire Emblem where it's like, 
you fucking love it or you just you're not into it. Right. And like So then they then they announced Shadow of the Colossus uh, they just called it Shadow of the Colossus, but it's like it yeah. looks like a remastered, kind of redone. Yeah, they said on Twitter later that it is a. Um, so, the studio pub, like posted for a job or uh, Blue Point. They posted mm-hmm. apparently for a job for a, a while ago, saying that they're making a remake, and then Sony called it a remaster. Oh, so yeah, because it doesn't look like a like a remake to me implies that you're like taking the core idea and story beats of a game mm-hmm. and then making it different or yeah. like doing it better. This probably is gonna like have tweaks to the cameras and combat and stuff, but like yeah. this looks like upgraded textures to me. Yes, and I don't have a deep connection to this game. Um, mm-hmm. It was one of my favorites growing up. I love that game. Yeah, so like I, I couldn't tell. I was like, so I recognize a lot of these, the Colossi. Yeah. But like, like I like watching it like not super ingrained in that that game. Like I was like. Right. Is this a remaster or is this like a new game? Because like it, it very much looked like it could have been just like, oh no, like this is a new game and like they're kind of like bringing back some some of the old um, bosses from it or something. But yeah, I I'm not too sure. I think they probably wanted that to land a little bit harder than it did for people. Yeah, it was a little um, bland and uh, quick and confusing, honestly. Yeah, a little cryptic in terms yeah. of like what that is. And then they and they showed a, off a trailer for Call of Duty. Yeah, like a hard cut to Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, World War Two. Yeah, it it looks like Call of Duty in World War Two. Yeah, which uh, like I'm excited about it. I mean, yeah, I I, I like Sledgehammer. They do I, cool stuff. I like Sledgehammer a lot too. But for yeah. and like I know that they aren't like trying to piggyback on Battlefield One's thing because mm-hmm. like I'm sure this game has been in development for three years or so at this point. But it feels like it's at least trying to scratch that same itch, like that general um kind of like satisfaction that you'd want from this game like i feel like battlefield one did it for me Mm -hmm. and so like i'm and also like even before then like i'd seen world war ii a lot like and i'd never seen world war one in the game so like where this is retreading a lot of old stuff like battlefield felt like it was treading old stuff but really it was like content that like hadn't really been covered right at least in like like on that scale totally so yeah yeah Little, um, little whatever on Call of Duty. Like it looks super pretty, and if you're into Call of Duty, you're gonna you're gonna dig it. Yep. Especially like Sledgehammer is probably the developer I trust most with Call of Duty games. So yeah. If I, if I were to uh, go into one, it'd be that one. Right. And then more Destiny Two. Uh, it was a very Halo trailer. More yeah. of kind of what we've already come to expect from Halo or Destiny. So yeah. Um, exclusive PlayStation content. Um, yeah. Over PC and console. Like, and apparently a lot of people are pissed about it. And. I don't know why that's news to anybody. No, it's not surprising, but it does kind of suck. Because, like, yeah. I've heard people that are like, I would really love to play this on PC, but all my friends are going to play it on PlayStation, and I probably will too because of the exclusive content. Yeah. It just, I don't know. The, it's a weird business practice. The big thing is that the PC game isn't coming out until October, and yeah. um, the console version is coming out in September. So, yeah. like, that sucks if they're coming out, like, the games are coming out at the same time, but just, you know. And, like, I, I've always felt that way. Like, when Microsoft was like oh we have all the call of duty exclusives and we have this and that and it's like that kind of sucks like yeah it, yeah. It, yeah the any kind of console war bullshit i'm just not really into right so then they showed like a story trailer for marvel versus capcom and like whatever um and, and so no one cares. i feel they bad. didn't show any gameplay i feel bad because i know that you are actually like really excited for this game yeah but it, not that the trailer from like a um 
like story standpoint or anything like that was bad, but just the st- like the visual style of this game, like you pointed out, like the Chun Li model that they're using for this game doesn't yeah. look very hot, especially like no. the, like Mega Man looks good, but he's really easy to pull off in like a kind of I don't want to say cheap yeah. aesthetic, but I don't know what they're. I almost feel like the main Marvel versus Capcom team isn't on this because they've combined aesthetics over the years with the first three games. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think everything looks really cohesive in those games. It has like a really cool comic book look. And then this is, they're all 3d rendered, um, not very detailed, uh, characters and they just look kind of bad. Like, yeah. I'm looking like at late PS2 bad. Well, I don't know. It's weird. Somebody was making a comparison to like that notoriously awful Rob Liefeld art of Captain America with just like the grossly protruding chest. Yeah. And this model kind of looks like that a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. Um, um, they didn't show any of the gameplay, so I don't know what it looks like. Um, well, they, they, and they, then showed, I, they put up a bunch of gameplay like a couple months ago. No, I know. I just was hoping um, but, that they'd remind people that it was a fighting game. Yeah, but the problem is that um, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Um, yeah looks dope as fuck and that's basically marvel versus capcom and so totally. like for like i understand that like a lot of the appeal of this game is the characters in the way that like smash brothers is appealing to a lot of people right. um and but that's me with dragon ball like yeah. i am a fucking fanatic for dragon ball so like that that makes marvel versus capcom like a game that is actually like excited for and really wanted to be good now i'm just like all right well i've dragon ball now so Yep. Like, it, like this game just kind of fell off my radar. Like, yep. Yeah. Unfortunately. Then it was um, VR time. Yeah. And then they, they, wow, Skyrim, more of that. Good job. Yeah. Um, How many days? Uh, t- over 2,000. Over 2,000 days removed from Skyrim's release. First release in 2011. I don't know anything about these other games. Um, uh, Bravo Team was their, um, like, squad based VR shooter. <laughs> Starchild was a 2D platformer in VR. Yeah. <laughs> another. Uh, the a Final Fantasy 15 fishing game, which you know what, go for it. <laughs> yeah, all right, sure. Um, and then they only showed a like cinematic trailer for this game called Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically Stuart Little like with a little sword, and it looks really cute. Um, yeah, reminded me of a book series I used to read when I was a kid called Redwall. Redwall, which is all about like mice and like squirrels so, with swords. So the, the first thing that came to my mind, un- unfortunately, was. Was it Tales of Despero? That movie from like five or six oh, yeah. years ago. Yep, it, yep. It looks a lot like that, but um, yeah. it looks really cute. Um, I follow. I didn't realize that I followed a few people that are making that game, but uh, huh. yeah, a, a few. I think I forget who. Um, but yeah, so I'm 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 interested, especially because they didn't show gameplay. Like I'm I'm a little disappointed yeah. that they didn't, but now like I'm like oh okay, like I need to now I need to like research this a little bit more. So yeah. Oh. Uh, and then right into God of War, um, which was like a trailer that showed off is probably close yeah. to like target gameplay. Um, yeah. And I think it's reasonable to say that this was like their biggest game going in, like the, the yeah. biggest game that you knew was going to be there. Yeah. Um, um, and I, I got to say, like, I think I'm still excited about this. The first trailer did way more for me than this one did. Yes. The, uh, the, the whole like clunkier combat i think works really well with like tight one-on-one battles but this trailer showed a lot of kratos going up against like four or five enemies yeah and what i had trouble with seeing was like with the way the camera's position behind his back i sort of can't tell how far my swing is going yeah 
Like, I'm not sure, like, it doesn't, it, like, landing an attack doesn't look like it feels good. Yeah. Well, and um, the good thing is that you don't have this fucking chain blades. So the, now, yeah. now you have, like, an axe. So, like, it's not like you need to try to project, like, like what, what 20 feet is in the way that you did before <laughs> yeah. in God of War. Um, yeah. So for me, it like, the kind of, like, subtler story moments were what stood out. And even, even though this was, like, largely, like, an action trailer, but, like, where, yeah. like, they set off and he's, like, there's this monologue where he's, like, all right, like, we're going to go on this this trip and a lot of things are going to try to kill us and you need to like like in in so many words he's like you kind of need to turn off your humanity and be able to just fucking take the life out of something and i was like oh right. fuck god damn yeah, it it's really dark uh and so like th- this felt more of like the last of us to me than days gone did where it's like the yeah. story of like this father figure and uh, a young naive child who's in a violent world that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, that's really interesting to me, like more than the action stuff, like this, like full evolution of like this character, who, like who is kind of heartless. Cause like he watched his family die in front of him, mm-hmm. like from like the God that he worshiped. And so then he goes on a fucking rampage and just kills all the gods. But like now it's like post all of that, he settled down and he's like allowed himself to be vulnerable again and like have another child basically. And like, there's so much room for interesting storytelling there for me. Yeah, like, totally. That like if, you know, that they could very easily not come through on the story. Like I feel like with all the resources they have, they will. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it won't be like a totally tight like, conclusion wrapped up with a little bow, but like I feel like it could tread on some really interesting uh, narrative beats that I'm excited for. Yeah, but again, we'll it's, it's next year, so it'll be a fucking another 10 months until... I have any idea yeah i really just want like i said this in our group chat uh, i want the son to just be like a total wimp like i want him to just like co- be constantly be disappointing his gruff ass shitty dad um by like having empathy for everything and uh wanting to spread the wealth and uh <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah so we'll see um i don't have a lot of good things to say about detroit I, I was so i was so hot on that game coming into this and that trailer yeah. just deflated everything for me holy shit does that game yeah out of touch yeah and i i hope i don't like i don't want to be too critical because i've seen a lot of people of color and like other folks who could like potentially be offended by this singing its praises um but like to me there's a lot of echoes of like they they use terms like android i don't even know how to set this up (laughs) so um detroit become human is a, a game about a bunch of androids who are essentially slaves to uh, flesh people they're, um, yeah, they're like consumer goods right um and then one human apparently like irrationally kills one of these androids and it starts like an android revolt and a lot of the um coverage in fiction is like newscasters going like um some people are starting to question the uh and like uh humanity's safety with androids and like um making a lot of allusions to real life issues with like thuggery uh um like people of color rioting when things don't um when like when there's been an injustice mm-hmm. um and i just knowing david cage's track record i don't think they can handle this with like and, and that that's it for me if this were like, yeah. if i didn't know this were a david cage game like oh okay they might yeah. touch on something but knowing it's david cage and just like oh this is gonna they're gonna fuck this up like in the same, like, the same way that fucking south park's making a cowboys and indians game like this game's gonna get fucked up yep I saw a couple great tweets. It was like one of them basically said like 
David Cage and other developers are coming together to like ask the question, what if racism was real? <laughs> like, yeah. okay, that's perfect. Yeah, it's like, but, I'm sure that race relations are totally different in France, um, but yeah. they can't be so tone deaf as to like fetishize racism in America. Like, it's fucking stupid. And my my concern is that so like we've seen a lot of people get upset about Far Cry Five, and yeah, and bizarrely Wolfenstein too about um, yeah. like depicting um like far like far right values like by saying like oh like this is unfair this is negative like my concern is that maybe unintentionally this might be the alternative um, yeah but like where it's like just a like criticism of like the black lives matter movement and all these things that's just like utterly tone deaf like i don't have any proof or any way of like pinning that but i feel like this could be the alternative where it's like oh we're like like this could set back a lot of progressive ideas from video games and probably accidentally too yeah, which is no, kind of a bummer. I, david yeah. cage isn't a bad guy no no, no. He's, he's a good guy he's just a lot of times um like has like ill-conceived ideas and yeah. um not like full on like millennial where like he doesn't follow through on his ideas, but he's just a little too ambitious for his own, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. for his own sake. And like yeah. the, the stuff he did for like PS move or whatever, like a few years ago, like, like it looked like he, like he was working on some cool stuff. And then just th- this last year, like the cop scene where it's like, like all these different ways they could play out. And it could be this really interesting story of um, like androids and humans coexisting. And now it's the story of like androids revolting. And it's like, all right, well, even if you're, like, totally disregarding, like, all of Asimov and, like, all this, like, a bunch of science fiction lore from, like, 10, 15 to, like, you know, 70, 80 years ago. Like, right now there's a, like, like, one of the best shows on TV is a really good, like, television show that, like, questions, like, sentience and uh, artificial intelligence in Westworld. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, we have a show that's doing this pretty well. And even they're, like, yeah, this stuff's like really hard to do, and we're gonna try backing away from it because it's gonna be really easy to fuck up. Yeah, and I just don't trust David Cage to be the guy to nail it. Like, like Charles Barkley talking about race. I don't think David Cage is the dude to make this game. Totally, but it was all okay because we got our first extended look at gameplay from Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, Insomniac Spider-Man game. Like, um, for whatever reason, I totally forgot about this game going in. Like a week yeah. ago, this is like okay, this is the one game I'm most excited to see, and then like. I was just so deflated at this point. I was like, I was like, oh, like, and because after Detroit, they were like, all right, thanks for hanging out with us today. And I was like, yeah, what? Like, that was it. And they're like, we have one more thing. And I was like, what? And it's like, oh, fuck yeah, Spider-Man. I totally forgot about it. Let's just go through the highlights. It's basically got Arkham, Batman Arkham style, like combat encounters in terms of like taking enemies down. Uh, and, I, I think and, a lot of the like kind of like swooping in like stealth stuff is Arkham, yeah. but um, this is definitely a lot more like acrobatic and totally. I feel a bit more dynamic than Batman. Probably, I was just yeah, talking yeah. about like kind of stalking from above. Yes, that, that that's, marking your targets, that sort of stuff, which like is very Spider-Man. Like, yep. like the, and the, then the way he's like systematically kind of going through, like, because Spider-Man's yeah. a pretty vulnerable hero. Like, he's pretty yeah. sturdy. Like, but but he's like, not like a tank. Yeah, he's not like he's, he's Captain America who's just going to go in there and like kind of just like not even brute force, but just kind of like in the like be in the thick of it, like yeah. fighting like a bunch of dudes at once. Like Spider-Man can do that, but like he likes to kind of go in systematically, like take out a few guys here and there. Like, you know, yeah. like, where Batman in the Arkham games does the thing where like he hooks someone and like pulls him up. Like 
Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Spider-Man fucking like pulling a dude up by a web and just like leaving him to hang there. That's like trademark Spider-Man. Totally. And that shit that you do and it looks so interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it this was a very scripted demo, but it seems like uh, the open world and like swinging around uh, the city seems pretty good. Yeah. and It, it, it seemed it, a little choppy, but I think it was like, like I said, pretty scripted. Yeah. And this game is um, probably next summer. Like it's 2018 yeah. at some point, but. Um, it was very cinematic yeah. in the way that it was presented. A lot and, of quick time events, which actually kind of yeah. bummed me out. But in order to achieve some of those cinematic things and make it still feel like you're doing something, yeah. like it can be done well. But To emulate the cool stuff of Spider-Man is not something that would just be like mapped to a button. Totally. In, in that way where it's like you're like saving this helicopter from crashing down. And like, yeah, like it was really cool. And like I'm, I'm largely fine with those. I actually, I not somebody who minds like whenever it's like, just obnoxiously difficult. It's like you have like a 1.5, you have like five frames to react or something like that. Um, Yeah. Like I I don't mind it. Um, Like I I don't, I think a lot of people were expecting this game to be Spider-Man two where it's like, it's, you're just going to fucking swing around New York city and it's going to be awesome, which it looks like that's going to be something you'll be able to do. But this trailer was like, this is a mission. Like this is a scripted mission. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and I, I gotta say, it, like it doesn't, it actually doesn't seem to deviate too far away from some of the like Beanox and High Octane Spider-Man games that we yeah. got in the last like ten years. Which like, which isn't like terrible. It seems like a more finely tuned version of what those games wanted yeah, to be, I, I, I with like more Shadow time Dimensions. to work on it. Like, I actually, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that game. Um, yeah. And like, I, I needed to go back and double check because like, you definitely got the feeling, like, oh, this kind of feels scripted and a little too like, um, like closed in, like it's too small yeah. in scope but then like right. i paid attention it's like but that maps on the bottom and like it's like you know the, the compass it's like you know, it's rotating when you rotate and so it's like like oh like this is showing like right across the street there like this map it, like it doesn't seem like you're stuck in there like there's not going to be an invisible wall oh i don't i yeah i don't think so um so, yeah so like it, it, it looks Spider-Man. like it's gonna be more open i feel like that's one that i need to see a bit like yeah i'll be curious to see if other outlets um get game time yeah I, to, like i'm tried out so i think i need to find that tweet that i was using um so they uh playstation put out a tweet of like their schedule of their live show and i think that this is like i'm pretty sure this is gonna be something that they show like i need to see someone cool. actually playing it and not just like the you know pre-packaged cut scene that they you know made a few weeks yeah. ago yeah um also, Miles Morales confirmed who is the first person of color Spider-Man yeah. in comics from like maybe six, uh, seven yeah. years ago. Uh, no, uh, Spider-Man um, 2099 is Hispanic. Oh, okay, Latino. cool. But um, yeah, the first black Spider-Man and like That's first cool. like proper like main Spider-Man. But yeah, yeah, um, it's really cool. But yeah, the the Sony conference lacked a lot of um, a lot of um, yeah. I realize that we're talking about it in not so critical terms other yeah. than like kind of lackluster response to some of these games. But like yeah. I got it like it was deflating. Something about it was just like rushed. Yeah. Um, like they didn't have the build up to a lot of things like they usually do. Um, no. And like a lot of games that like. So my friend is complaining to me that like it's like a lot of these games were there last year and mm-hmm. it's still like days days gone. They didn't give a date for it at all. They weren't even mm-hmm. like 2018. Right. Like they just didn't give a date for who knows when that's coming out. Um everything else is next year and like yeah. all this stuff was at E3 last year. Um, but on, on top yeah. of that, like you're missing games that like some of the bigger games from 2016, like the last of us too. Um, Nino Cooney was a big thing that they pulled out. I, I, um, I think that I think that was PSX, but 
I think Nino Kuni was on their pre-show live stream. I don't think they have anything new to show for it. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things like, like I was watching on IGN. Yeah, and so they had their own oh, yeah. show. So right, if you know, I were like, I think they had like three or four hundred thousand people streaming it. Yeah. Like, if I yeah. were one of those people, I might not know that Nino Kuni Two exists. Or, right. um, and I know that they're showing that later, but like, uh, things that they are showing at E three, but just they didn't have in their conference was Knack Two, the Crash Bandicoot yeah. Insane Trilogy. Apparently, there's a Patapon remaster. Um, yeah. That I only figured out because I saw that they were streaming it on like the last day of E three and like one of the last time mm-hmm. slots. Um, hmm. But last year they gave time to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, they had Shenmue three, Shenmue three, Death Stranding. Two years ago, two three years ago. Um, Super Hot yeah. VR is coming out on PSVR. Like, yep. they could have thrown that in their segment. Like, and why wouldn't they? The the argument yeah. would be like, oh, but that's an old game. But they showed fucking Skyrim. Yeah, from like, twenty eleven. A six year old game, like not a game that was yeah. built in VR. Right. So it's it's weird. Like there's there's yep. just so much that like Sony has in their pocket and things that they are showing at E3 like over this the course of this week that they just didn't include and it's like like you're pulling your punches at a time where they shouldn't be. Like and it, what I told my friend was it kind of feels like last generation where Xbox dominated for the longest time. Yep. And then PlayStation like swooped in and kind of turned the tides and there was almost parity at the end yep. of that generation. Yep. I think and, we're nearing the end of that parody where Microsoft might be kind of like reclaiming yes. that 360 dominance. And, and, and that's exactly not, not that I'm worried about because like I'm taking sides or anything. Sure. It's just that it feels like Sony's getting complacent a little bit. Yep. And I agree. Like, where like they were scrappy at the end of last generation um, yeah. coming back from like a pretty brutal flop on the launch of the PS3 to turn it around and like have, have pretty even numbers. But when, when all was said and done, mm-hmm. um, so for them to kind of like, seemingly come in like not on their a game is a little bit worrisome because uh like microsoft had a lot and i'm sure that you know if sony had that time slot and like they switch time slots that we might have a different reaction um but it's just they are coming off of so much cool stuff but Mm -hmm. yeah i just don't want to see sony like being like oh yeah we won this we won this generation we're fine we're gonna cuss out the next few years like all right well like you're slacking on the backwards compatibility department like Xbox announced OG Xbox backwards compatibility, and then a couple weeks ago they started Xbox Game Pass, which is a pretty dope service where you like ten bucks a month for access to a lot of really cool games. Um, and you know they had Anthem there, they had Assassin's Creed there, yeah. Like, and like I was thinking about it, like they didn't really have any first party stuff, but like it they had all the indies. But yeah, like the, but they had the better games and the better yeah. showing, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um. So it, it's. It just felt half-hearted. Like it didn't seem like they were like fully invested into E3 this year for whatever reason. Um, and like, I'm, yeah, Gamescom's coming up. Tokyo Game Show is going to happen later this year. They're going to do PSX in December. Like, I get there's more things coming, but for like the day following Microsoft's reveal of a brand new piece of hardware, mm-hmm. um, at maybe it's smart to just sort of play it cool. Let Microsoft have their spotlight. I don't know. I. I feel like if Microsoft had kind of had like, because like for the past few years, I feel like we've generally been like Microsoft's like, yeah, you 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 did a good job, yeah. And then like with Sony, we're like, holy shit, yeah, Sony kicked yeah. ass. Like, I think that they, they might have expected just another like, yeah, they're gonna fucking come out with Scorpio, and it's gonna be way too much money, and it's gonna be you know absurd, like which to an extent it kind of was, but 
but like the reception is probably more positive than they were expecting. Yeah, I feel like they did a yeah. better job setting up the uh, Xbox One X than Sony did the PS4 Pro. Yep. Um, where like, it's still a tough sell to me. To I mean, yeah. I don't know. No, and, and and I agree, but like there is an audience that does want that, like a four four K ultra uh, ultra um, HDR. Yeah. Game device, like they they want. You know, it, somebody who has like a seventy-inch four K TV and like they want to like make the most out of it, like yeah, they're you know that is a sell for somebody, and yeah, I I just feel like PlayStation got complacent and lazy, mm-hmm. um, and it's a bummer. Yep, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us. Yep, um, I don't think we're gonna record tomorrow after Nintendo's thing, uh, yeah. but we'll, we'll talk about that yeah, next week. Ch- probably check our Twitter feeds. Like my my Twitter yeah. feed's gonna be blowing up like crazy tomorrow morning. Yep, like like I'm. It's no secret that I'm the Nintendo fanboy here, and mm-hmm. like something I noticed is that like, so Sony's showing off Sonic, and nobody's mentioned Sonic yet, which is a pretty good sign that Sonic's going to be, like, yeah, on Nintendo's thing, like, which bodes well for their third party support, like, you know, at the the Rabbids game, and a lot of people like kind of pulling their weight, being like, oh yeah, the Switch, like, yeah, like it, we're serious about it finally, yeah. So um, um tomorrow will be interesting. What's your, uh, real quick, like, do you have any, like, E3 recommendations, like, for keeping track of all this stuff? Like, like, what's your favorite thing to do once E3 actually starts? Because technically it starts tomorrow. Um, gosh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, since last E3, I've kind of fallen off from just, like, traditional games media. Yeah. But, um, I'm going to be bouncing around, um, live streams. Like, Nintendo will probably have the Treehouse. Yeah. Um, Sony's got theirs. IGN's going to have a bunch of stuff. GameSpot, Giant Bomb. Um, yeah. I was going to recommend, like, even if you're not a Giant Bomb fan, I, I know that I, I bring them up a lot because yeah. every E3, uh, they have a night show that starts at, like, 6 p.m. Eastern or uh, Pacific, mm-hmm. um, and it goes for, like, four hours. Which is good because and they just typically, like, throughout, like, the middle of the day where everyone else is doing theirs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So once you're done watching your, like, IGNs and stuff, go over to Giant Bomb. They have, like, a bunch of industry experts and a lot of their friends on the show and it's like a usually really weird and interesting mix of people that you wouldn't expect and good conversation comes from that like it's super super fun you never really get to see all these people in the same place at once so yeah um that's gonna do it for this episode of fans of the genre you can find us on twitter like mikey said um you're at mikey krieger yes i'm at Rhodes clark shows at fans of genre thanks for listening to these e3 shows they've been a lot of fun to do um we love talking about games and uh Hit up Brian. We miss him. Yeah. Hope he does his job well. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good night. Good night.